Welcome back to Genius for Hire. I am Matthew Perry. With me today, of course, is Will Polston. And we are back because there's been a lot of baseball news happening in the last couple hours, last couple of days even, and uh, we're here to talk about it. So we'll get right into things. Uh, we'll start with the Hall of Fame. Today, around 6 p.m., the Hall of Fame election results came out. And for the first time since 2013, nobody has been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Closest was Kurt Schilling. He had, I want to say, 71.1%. Uh, but that is not enough. As we know, he was about 16 votes short. Uh, Bonds, Clemens, they didn't get in either. They are entering their final year next year. That's probably one of the biggest storylines. Uh, another big storyline that actually developed just a few minutes ago, Kurt Schilling, uh, he tweeted a little, little something. He re he's requesting to move to the Veterans Committee uh, and have them vote because he thinks that there would be a better chance of him getting in through them. Uh, he's Definitely not uh, very happy with the results of the main ballot, uh, especially since there were 14 blank ballots, which uh, is, a, is a record and something that I want to address uh, in a second. But Will, I'll start with you. Do you think Kurt Schilling has a better chance if he moves to the Veterans Committee? I think a lot of players stand a better chance in the Veterans Committee, especially whenever it comes to people who may have been linked to PEDs or anything such as that. Uh, I think Barry Bonds should go to the Veterans Committee. I think Roger Clemens should go to the Veterans Committee. Uh, you know, whenever you and I were talking a little bit off air, talking about how some players, you don't understand how much they mean to the game until, you know, stats won't tell you certain things. Um, I, I think Schilling's, Clemens, uh, Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds are all one of these, uh, all some of these players that, that, you know, that they had bad allegations or they had, um, you know, similar, you know, aspects to them to where they, they have a little bit of baggage and uh, the, the stats might not be enough. In Bonds' case, the stats are definitely enough and I don't know what they're waiting for. Uh, but with Schilling and, and with with Roger Clemens, I mean, I, I have I have no reason to believe why they wouldn't want to go there. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you've spent nine years on the ballot. It hasn't worked yet. Um, you do, Next year's your last year. You know, don't take your chance. Go to the Veterans Committee, see exactly what they can do. And if you get if you get denied by the writers nine times and then the Veterans Committee, I mean, you're done. OK, now you have to give up. But, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate the move. I, I, would go, I would go right to the Veterans Committee myself. Uh, as mentioned, 14 blank ballots this year, a new record. Uh, that means 14 people who had the opportunity to vote did not fill out their uh, ballots, submitted it without a check in any box. Uh, do you think this presents a problem uh, for the BB, was it BBWAA or something? BBWAA, like yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, because, I mean, this has to kind of, speak on who's voting for these things I, I mean do you think nobody was worthy of of a, a check in a box on 14 different occasions I mean it's kind of outrageous when you think about it it's this is a weird class uh this is this incoming class I was not excited for by any means being headlined by Mark Burley I was sitting there going okay nobody on this list deserves to be here um and I think that can go for a lot of people whenever we're talking about that um I, I, I still think Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm still one of those guys. And if you're going to put Barry Bonds in there, you basically have to put Roger Clemens in there. Um, they, 
similar allegations. They basically go hand in hand, you know, both, both being linked to PEDs and everything such as that. So uh, if you're going to take one, you're going to take the other. I just don't get how you can lead MLB history in home runs and not make the Hall of Fame. It's like the most impressive stat there is. Um, That's just a personal opinion. PEDs are not. Uh, I I think Barry Bond should be in there. I understand why some people are against it. Some people purist about it, but me personally, I'm totally cool with it. Um, I, I think he should be in there, but uh, you know, there, there are some other names in there. I mean, Omar Vizquel, I still think is going to, you know, he's got multiple years left. Scott Rowland still got, I think six more years left um, or, or seven, one or the other. He's got time and he did very well this year, get, jumping up to 50% from last year. He was only at 35. Uh, so, you know, definitely making his case. Uh, you know, I, I was impressed to see how much he jumped. Uh, everybody else, I was not really too shocked to see, what uh, was really low uh, this right now, the class is kind of subpar. I mean, you could say Todd Helton, you know, Todd Helton's on the list and he needs some, some recognition. You could say Bobby Abreu, um, you know, there are some names that could be voted for and I could see why you do it. You know, I leaving it blank is kind of nuts to me. Um, you know, ultimately you said, what well, you said Schilling was the closest. Yeah, 71%. Uh, and about 16 votes away. So, I mean, 14 extra votes, still nobody's getting in the hall this year. But uh, it is one of those things. I mean, you're, you're, you, there is no minimum. You can put whoever you want on there. So, and sometimes you can, some people are going to say no. Um, you know, this is a lot of this class, I, I don't think is, stands a chance. But there are some names in there that'll definitely be fighting for a while. You know, there are some names on there that are going to ride out all 10 years. And, uh, you know, you're going to get closer. There's going to be fluctuation, especially with other classes coming in. Um, it'll be interesting to see that, you know, it, some of those riders, they'll stick, uh, you know, they'll stick to their guns, man. They'll, they'll just say that, you know, if, if you're not getting in, you're not getting in. And I don't I don't appreciate it. I don't like the allegations. You're not doing it. And so uh, crazy to me. But. You know, I, I wish I knew some of the people's reasoning and, and that'll come out throughout, you know, some people are open about their ballots. Some people aren't. So, you know, you'll see, maybe we'll see the 14 names that, that didn't vote anybody, you know, it, it, it's, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. This whole thing was just kind of unbelievable to me. Um, unbelievable to me. Like the, the greatest, some of the greatest baseball minds uh, outside of the players get the opportunity to vote in the hall of fame voting and you know you have analysts you have broadcasters you have i believe there's former players that might just be for the veterans committee uh i'm not too sure but you know the bbwaa if they haven't need to start taking pride in who they let get a ballot because you're telling me that 14 of these guys i know there's several hundred that get the opportunity to vote but 14 baseball minds baseball minds get the opportunity to vote on some of the greatest players to play the game. And I know that that's also a wide array and, you know, that can be changed based on who you're talking about, but you're telling me none of these people, I believe there's uh, plenty, there's so many people on the ballot. I want to say at least 20, maybe I might be wrong. Yeah, I think like upwards to 30. Yeah. With all those people on the ballot, you're telling me nobody's deserving. Honestly, this, this feels more like a publicity stunt than anything else. I don't know. It's, It'll never be confirmed or denied. And just like we'll never know who, who voted uh, no for Derek Jeter last year, we might not know who most of these people are. And it's just, what kind of statement are you making here, especially if you stay anonymous? Like, all you do is you're just, you're just the guy, the fucking loser that comes out and isn't 
supportive of, of baseball. I mean, as a whole, honestly, I, I'm taking it personally. I don't know if I'm taking it too far here, but really, I mean, they, they the, the BBWAA needs to reevaluate who's making these votes and who's submitting these ballots because 14, it's, it's a lot. It's ridiculous. I mean, what's the point? Why even you're on the ballot for a reason. You're telling me that there's nobody on there that's appealing to you. You don't think Omar Vizquel can, can have a chance, you know, great fielder, Barry Bonds, most home runs ever. I understand the allegations and, and steroids and all that. And, and Schilling has had on and off the field troubles with teammates and, and fans and everything like that. And I understand, but we're talking about baseball players here. And there are definitely some quality baseball players that I would give a vote. I would have at least like four to seven, four, four to eight uh, players on my ballot. No, I'd give a vote to Scott Rowland. Uh, you sometimes just got to look deeper than, than the face level. Rowland doesn't hold any MLB records like Bonds does or Clemens, but you know, He's that he was a quality player. He was consistent throughout his whole career. And he did a lot of things that most baseball players did not do in their careers. So, you know, you got to look deeper. And honestly, I, I would like for them to reevaluate who gets the ballots because I don't want to see 14 blank ones next season. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's kind of nuts looking at it because obviously, you know, 14's an outstanding number. You know, I'm sure there are blank ballots every single year. There's always going to be somebody. Um, similar to what you said about the Derek Jeter. There's always some storyline that comes out from the Hall of Fame uh, every single year. You know, whenever it was, it was this year, nobody making it and 14 or 16 blank ballots. Then it was Derek Jeter's, <clears throat> Derek Jeter's one vote. Then it was unanimously on Mar Mariano. Then it was like four people didn't vote for King Griffey, you know, and, and it, you know, there's always some storyline that comes out and there always will be, um, you know, just, just the same as next year, you know, next year we're going to get a new class. There's, I, I'm not too sure of the class off the top of my head, but there there could be a first ballot Hall of Famer in there and moving to the Veterans Committee could get somebody like Schilling it, you know, and then that becomes a storyline because, you know, not you don't typically hear about that. And definitely you don't hear about people being open about it. Um, the fact that he came out and said, yes, I'm going to move to the Veterans Committee. Like, I don't want to do this with Baseball Writers Association of America anymore. Like, and to be honest, like I said, I don't blame him. You know, you're just sitting here and you're wasting time. You're, you're kind of screwing your chance at getting in the Hall of Fame. And ultimately, that should be your goal, the, the pinnacle of, of baseball. But baseball's Hall of Fame is probably – I would still say it's still the most legitimate whenever you're looking at it. I don't think it really, you know, I, you don't look at names and think that rings matter. You don't look at names and you think certain things have to matter. You know, whenever you look in the NFL hall of fame, there's players you can go, no, there's no way uh, you, you shouldn't be in there. And then there's players in the NBA hall of fame and the basketball, I should say the basketball hall of fame. It's not the NBA hall of fame um, to where you could probably make an argument as well. But baseball is one of those things to where you never really look, you know, whenever people get inducted into the Hall of Fame, you're never like, oh, that guy didn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. It's more of like, oh, that guy definitely deserved. Why isn't he in? You know, and that kind of goes back to our other video. You know, whenever I mentioned Keith Hernandez, you know, Keith Hernandez is whenever you look at his stats, guy was phenomenal. And one of the better players of the uh, of his generation, you know, he won an MVP. Um you know, a, a silver slugger or maybe even multiple, if I'm not mistaken, multiple all-star games, a very good ba uh, first baseman, very dominant player. And and yet here he is sitting on the outside of the Hall of Fame. And if I could go back and put any one player, I, I'll say it again. It'd be Keith Hernandez. You know, I think he deserves to be there. But 
you know, it, it's, it's, it's weird. Baseball is always the, it seems like the strictest of all hall of fames for sure. Headlining next year's hall of fame ballot actually is uh, Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz, Mark Teixeira, Jimmy Rollins. So there are a few names and, and the list goes on and on. Carl Crawford, Ryan Howard, who had one of the best. Now, Alex Rodriguez, obviously, you know, linked to PEDs. Yeah, exactly. So David Ortiz, a DH. I mean, is there a first ballot Hall of Famer in there? So this, you know, and and that's that's the thing. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting for sure. I just don't want to see more empty ballots because don't tell me right. you wouldn't vote for any of those guys I just named. I mean, right. they all have a reason to be on the ballot, and you know, obviously, there's still gonna be more drama with A Rod and and even David Ortiz. But we saw Edgar Martinez get in a few years ago. Yeah. So hopefully they will, you know, let DHs in. I could already tell you that David Ortiz would have my vote. And I do have to give Alex Rodriguez a vote no matter what. I mean, he's he's in a similar bonds thing where before PEDs, he was still one of the best players in the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so. He's still one of the best shortstops to play. Yeah, exactly. So there are definitely claims to be made for these guys. I just, I just hope not to see. Blake and I think out. they'll both get in. It's just how long. I don't yeah. think. I don't think it's going to be a first ballot thing for either one of them. Honestly, I'd be kind of shocked. Um, I think Ortiz could be close. Ortiz will be close, I think, but we didn't see Edgar go first time. And yeah. Edgar was a career DH basically as well. You know, David Ortiz probably or, a little Ortiz, bit more decorated career. But, yeah. Ortiz, but, I mean, oh, he, sorry, he gives me – sorry. Uh, Ortiz gives me like Derek Jeter vibes though for what he did for Boston and he was – I mean, I know Veritek yeah. was the was the captain for quite some time, but Ortiz was always there. You know, he won the rings with them. I think he could have some kind of effect like that. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to get 99.7% of the vote like Jeter did or whatever it was, but I do think it'll be close for David Ortiz, yeah. It's just fair, yeah. Yeah. Any any, any more thoughts on the Hall of Fame before we move, move on? Uh, no, uh, honestly – Whenever we were talking about uh, in our previous video, talking about Vizquel being Hall of Famer and everything such as that, I think I may not have, but I, I know in my head, I was sitting there and whenever we talked about the Hall of Fame class, I was thinking we weren't going to get a, a Hall of Famer this year. Um, I may have mentioned it. I don't remember. Uh, I know that I've thought this for quite some time. You know, I just just looking at the class, the the, the incoming class didn't wow me. You know, the and then obviously the people that are still there have their reasons why they're short on the ballot every single year. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, didn't Kurt Schillings go down in percentage? I thought he had. I thought he was closer. I thought he was at like 72. It, he might have gone down a little bit. Yeah. He, I may be wrong, but yeah, I, I know he was up there and he was close. You know, and because I remember, I remember talking about it, and I said, if anybody's going to make it, it's going to be Schilling. You know, Schilling, because they're not going to put Bonds in there. They're still not. And then with Bonds comes Clemens. They're not going to get in. They're they're going to be high because some people are, you know, they think right and they actually think those players should be in there. Um, but then, you know, Vizquel is a guy who's going to be a fifty-fifty guy. Roland's a guy who's going to be a fifty-fifty guy. Um, just because, do you value defense or do you not? Um, if you don't value defense, they lose a lot of credibility. And if you do, I mean, Roland's a eight-time gold glover. Vizquel's a, what, 13 uh, you know, or something like that. They're, they're ridiculous. So uh, I think they deserve a vote. You know, personally, if I had a ballot, I'd, I'd put in the vote for them. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not shocked that nobody was inducted. Yeah, no Hall of Famers elected. First time since 2013, maybe next year. Uh, we'll move to the hot stove, which uh, is as hot as it's been all year. 
a lot of moves, a lot of uh, signings being made finally. Uh, now that we're in the almost February, uh, we'll start with one of the biggest ones of the offseason. JT Ronuto is returning to the Philadelphia Phillies. Five years, $115 million. Uh, best catcher on the market, best catcher in the league. Uh, returns to Philadelphia. What do you think this means for the team? Uh, nothing. Honestly, I, I don't think it means anything for him. Uh, I still think this team doesn't have any pitching. Uh, I still don't think this team has a bullpen. Uh, and we now all they, you know, they've still lost DD. They, they've still lost some key pieces. And they're bringing back JT. And sure, JT's an amazing catcher. And, you know, congratulations for JT Real Muto. You got the bag you deserved. Um, definitely setting the catcher market whenever it comes to that. That just makes me comfortable to realize that the Cardinals, if they re-sign Molina, won't have to pay him $20 million a season, which is great. But, no, I don't think it moves the needle for him at all. Um, you know, JT Real Muto, obviously going to be a great staple of that lineup. But, I mean, he was a staple of that lineup last year, and they found themselves in fourth place. Uh, I, I think the Nationals have gotten better. I think the Mets have gotten better. The Braves are still great. Uh, can the Marlins bounce back and do what they did last year? If so, you're looking at the Phillies in the bottom of that division. And that contract, the only thing I really have to say about the contract is the contract was honestly bigger than I thought it'd be. Um, you know, I, I think he deserves his bag. Obviously, he should be the highest paid catcher. He's phenomenal. But I also didn't think they'd dish out that much money over, what was it, 5 115 Yeah, 5 years, one fifteen. Yeah, and so that's over 20 – that, that's pushing 25 a season you know yeah, that it, it's uh yeah the 23 mil a season it's actually the new record for annual average for a catcher it passed uh joe mauer his like 2011 contract or something like that which deservedly so you know he, he should be the highest paid catcher but and and obviously money the way it's changing and everything like that you know the market's higher now but after covid and everything and seeing certain players get cut and you know or, or released and you're seeing him make less money to, to see JT Romuto making $23 million. You know, uh, obviously, like I said, I think he deserves it in a regular season. I totally understand, but to, to not only go back to the Phillies that don't really have much going for him right now. And then to add another huge contract onto the Phillies to go along with Bryce Harper um, and, and whoever else they sign, you know, in the meantime, I, I just don't see this Phillies team doing much. Uh, I, I, they may have more cap than I realize, but as of right now, I don't, I don't think they're, they're any better than fourth in that division still. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think obviously this is great for the Phillies. You know, you needed a catcher. Why not get the best one in the league, but you still don't have a bullpen. I'm not sure who's exactly pitching after Aaron Nola in that rotation. I know it takes a big drop off after that. Uh, they definitely need to work on the pitching staff. And then I could start talking about them maybe being a threat in the East, but right now, they still mean nothing to me. Uh, like you said, if the Marlins go on a good run, the Phillies could easily find themselves in the bottom of the uh, NL East. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Because the story at the beginning of the offseason was that the Phillies were not bankrupt, but they lost a tremendous amount of money uh, due to the, due to COVID and, and all that. That's what the owners were saying. And then they go and drop this bag on Real Muto. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much the Phillies have left. I think they should, they could trade a bat or two um, and maybe make up some money there. I know obviously a lot of money is being put into Harper. A lot of money is being put into Real Muto. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with the Phillies, but they do still have quite a bit to figure out. Uh, and by the day, this NL East division keeps getting better. And uh, we'll segue that right into the next recent NL East signing. Uh, the Nationals who have been pretty consistent all off season 
They signed Brad Hand one year, $10 million. Uh, What do you think Brad Hand could do for the Nationals? I think Brad Hand is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, they they have absolutely no bullpen. One of the worst bullpens uh, the last couple of years. And getting Brad Hand, obviously, we were you and I were shocked whenever Brad Hand was let go this season. Yeah. Didn't expect to see him leave Cleveland. If we did, I figured it'd be via trade, not outright release, basically. Um, waivers, yeah. Yeah, waiver waiver claim. I I just I was kind of shocked, you know. Uh, uh, I, I didn't expect Brad Hand to go to the Nets, uh, which, to be fair, it, it, it was easily a team that could have that he could have gone to. The Nationals definitely need bullpen help, um, you know. But their other two moves uh, were awesome as well to me. Uh, I had said that the Nationals need to get a bat to protect Juan Soto. I had predicted in the free agent video it was going to be Michael Brantley, but it ended up being Josh Bell, uh, the J- J- Pirates man. Good lord. Um, uh, <laughs> If if you're a Pirates fan, dude, just 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 be ready for next decade, okay? Because it's gonna be a minute. Um, but yeah, so I think Josh Bell was a great addition. That's gonna give some protection to Juan Soto in the lineup. That'll really help out their lineup because after Juan Soto and Trey Turner, that lineup just you know, uh, it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of a skydive after that. And then John Lester, uh, John Lester, honestly, you know, his his pitching stats haven't been all there, but I think it's a nice. I think it's a nice veteran arm, you know, another lefty to go along with Patrick Corbin. Uh, and now they have a pretty solid four, four man rotation. You know what? That's kind of been the, the theme this year has been adding that fourth arm to make that full four man rotation. You know, we talk about the Padres whenever they have Chris Paddock, Blake Snell, you Darvish, Denelson Lamette, and they would have Mike Clevenger, but he's out this season. Um, so now they have Joe Musgrove, you know, that's a big, that's a big rotation. That's a five man. But when you look at the, uh, the Mets, the Mets have DeGrom, Syndergaard, Stroman, and uh, who they just signed, who they just signed. I don't remember. Now I'm blanking. Um, but whatever, whoever the hell it was, um, you know, they, they signed another arm. Oh, Carlos Carrasco. There he is. Yeah. I'm uh, in the Frankie Lindor trade. My bad. Um but yeah, so that's another four-man rotation. You know, now you're looking at the Nationals with Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, and Lester. Um, it, it's a great rotation, you know, and and I'm glad that he signed somewhere else other than the Cubs. Just kind of gives me more hope that the Cubs are going to suck. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think every move they've made has been great. Uh, I, they they need to make moves to even contend. Uh, the the Mets are making big moves, and they, uh, they they're looking like a pretty good team this year. The Braves are the Braves. They haven't changed any. Um, if only their pitching, got, their pitching rotation got better. Um, so that's, that's kind of terrifying to think about. Um, if they can find a way to get Ozuna, I will freak out that that team will be amazing. Um, but other than that, I mean, the nationals, that's, they've been on it. Uh, their, their GM has been doing a great job so far. Can't forget about uh, Kyle Schwarber either, who also signed a deal with the nationals a couple weeks back uh, has the potential to add a little bit more pop along with Juan Soto now I will say, if you face a lefty, that team is done. Every lefty should shut down that lineup. Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Kyle Schwarber are your three big bats in that lineup, and then Trey Turner at the top. But you know, uh, didn't they get rid of? Uh, I want to say they got rid of Victor Robles in the in a no. trade. Robles is still, still there. Robles? Yeah, why, he, why did I think he's their starting center fielder. Uh, Adam Eaton's gone. He signed with the White Sox. White again. Sox. Yeah, he went back. Uh, that's like one of their only main moves for the intro. They brought back Ryan Zimmerman uh, on a one-year deal. He'll be a bench player. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, he could always. I mean, he could play instead of Bell. They put. Yeah, there you go. You platoon him and Bell at first. Now that they now that there's no DH, which 
will definitely have its own impacts. But Zimmerman's a righty. You platoon him when they're against the lefty. When they're That's facing, fair. And if, if Josh Bell righty, has a season, Josh Bell, yeah. If Josh Bell has a season like he did last year, I mean, you would have to do that. Uh, I think it's. I think re-signing Zimmerman's been more just a don't don't let go, leave him a career national. I mean, listen, uh, Zimmerman had a very good year two years ago. You got to remember he sat out last season. He opted out due to COVID. Uh, but the year before, I mean, he still played pretty well. I want to say he had around 20 home runs. Uh, he yeah. was definitely he was definitely still bringing it. So uh, he's just a fielding yeah. liability, and that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. but, but as a, I mean, but so is Bell. So as a platoon, I think this is great. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely not a bad move. They just have a lot of lefty bats. I'd like to see him get a more consistent righty. Um, I mean, there's still plenty of names. If they got Marcelo Zuna, I'd freak out. Um, that'd be an amazing team at that point. Uh, but there's still other righty names that are still out there. You know, they could they could use an upgrade at third base. That's still a thing. Justin Turner, go trade for Chris Bryant, like you've been talking about, yeah. um, which they'd really just become like the Cubs 2.0 at that point. Um, but, yeah. They could use a new second baseman. You know, you could go go find somebody else, or maybe that's where Carter Keyboom plays. Um, otherwise, Castro's I think still there, right? I was gonna say otherwise, I think you're looking at like Starling Castro, um, which is fine. I mean, he's a he he's been doing well, or. Hell, I don't know if uh, I don't know how he Kendrick's a free agent. Bring him back. He retired. Him back. He retired. He's done. Oh, well, never mind. He did retire. That's right. He was said to be a free agent and then retired. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, their outfield's coming together. Uh, Juan Soto and then Victor Robles, um, Kyle Schwarber as well. And then now Josh Bell in the infield, along with, I'm assuming, Keyboom, Castro, Turner. Um, and then I'm not sure. Is it Kurt Suzuki catching? Uh, no, Kurt Suzuki signed with the Angels. I don't know who their catcher is then. Um, uh, it would be. It's a good I'm, question. Honestly. I'm bl- no, I'm blanking. <laughs> it's, one of their, it's one of their prospects. I'm blanking on the name. I'm sorry, but it is one of their prospects. Regardless. Uh, I mean, their, their team is coming together though. Well, I mean, Keyboom can play catcher. Oh, Spencer. Isn't Spencer Keyboom or something? Aren't there two of them? There may be two of them. There's Carter and Spencer something. I know I Carter know. is the infielder. Yeah, but they're, they're going to have a veteran. Uh, not veteran. Regardless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, catcher, they're, they're coming together. Catcher definitely... Maybe the only issue that naturally have left, but uh, from the NL East, we'll move to the AL East. And wow, uh, the great offseason continues for the Toronto Blue Jays as they sign Marcus Simeon, uh, formerly of the Oakland Athletics, one year, 18 million. This infield's looking amazing. This team is looking fantastic. I mean, give the GM a raise. Uh, this is this is a historically super offseason for the Blue Jays. Uh, what impact do you think Marcus Simeon can have on the team? Now, I will say I'm not as eager about it whenever you, you whenever you talk about it. I like Marcus Simeon. I think Marcus Simeon is not known to the casual baseball fan, uh, and, and he deserves more respect. But one year, $18 million kind of shocked me. Uh, I thought the price tag was kind of high, uh, especially whenever you have Bo Bichette currently at shortstop. Sure, Simeon can play other spots. Uh, you can move him around. And then, you know, maybe move him over to third. That was my first thought was that he would be playing third base, move Vladdy over to first. Um, But then whenever you look at it that way, I think you got to let somebody go. You know, whenever obviously you're in the American League, you have your DH, but your outfield consists now of George Springer. Uh, It consists of Loris Gurriel and whoever you're going to put in right, whether that be Teoscar Hernandez, whether that be Randall Gritchick, um, you know, but. Gritchick and Telez are the two guys that kind of stand out to me. One of them, I'd imagine, has to go somewhere. Um, I think if they use that one of those guys to trade for a three or four in their rotation, this is an amazing move. 
Um, I, I, I think that would be great. I think Marcus Simeon's going to add more veteran leadership to that lineup, which is definitely needed. Um, at this point, you know, their infield is very, very young and it's just full of a bunch of second generation players, you know, between Vladdy, Bo Bichette and, and Cavan. And so I think Simeon would be a great piece. He's going to kind of lead the way for those, those, uh, those youngins, those young players. I was going to say rookies, but none of them are rookies anymore. Um, yeah, I think Simeon will be a great veteran leader in that locker room. And I think you'll see maybe that, maybe that actually crazy thought, maybe uh, Vladdy becomes a better fielder. That'd be great. Um, don't want to see him become a career DH after Telez goes, uh, cause that's exactly where he's headed. Um, you know, but he can make something work at first for Vladdy. Uh, Simeon can make it work a third. Uh, and I, I think they'll find a way to work around it. But now that that lineup is ridiculous. That lineup's getting so nuts. And I wish they signed at this point. I, I wish they would have pulled off the Brantley signing. Um, unfortunately, due to that, you know, I, there were rumors and speculations about that. And apparently that wasn't true. Uh, I wish they pulled that off. That would have been phenomenal. Then somebody definitely has to go, by the way. But it would have been a hell of a team, but Simeon, a great addition, you know, it, it can't go slept on. Uh, a lot of people don't give him the recognition he needs. And I think it'll be a big impact. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Simeon's a guy that just a couple of years ago, uh, he got MVP votes. I mean, he, he, mm-hmm. is, he hits for average. He, his building is solid. He can run a little bit uh, just enough uh, for this, for today's MLB to, to be considered almost a threat on the base pass. I think it's a great signing. I, I agree. 18 million is a little much. I would have maybe went 15, 16, maybe if, if we really need him. I don't think the Blue Jays needed him, but they're definitely a better team with him. Uh, guys most likely to go, yeah, you said Telez, Grichuk. Uh, Grichuk's contract's kind of big, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So I think Telez would be more likely to go. He's younger than Grichuk, cheaper contract. Uh, I, I definitely think teams would be more likely. I know they'd play two different positions, of course. But if you're looking for an infielder, first baseman, Telez would be solid depth um, at best, really, at least right now. Grichuk, though, he is a veteran, uh, veteran outfielder. He could play all three outfield positions. I do think he could be a good fit for other places. I know teams like the Red Sox, they could use some outfield help. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is still a free agent, and Benintendi is apparently on the trade block now. So I could see that a move with Boston, but Boston just picked up Adovino's contract, so I don't know if they're trying to hemorrhage more money like that. Uh, they're yeah. in such a bad cap situation yeah it's, luckily jackie bradley's gone now that saves them a little bit but now they get chris yeah. sale back which is throw money right back onto it um it, i mean that's why that that's why they got rid of mookie they weren't gonna pay him you know and so i jd martinez still on the books making a ton of money um like he's, I, said, I mean he's one of their only solid hitters though so i mean you need you need you need yeah. JD on the books but uh, i mean and whenever he got his contract he definitely deserved that money but right now yeah. i mean yeah. Right now, it's just it, it, it definitely the money's kind of worth it, but it's still a lot of dead cap. In yeah, J, in J. if I'm the Red Sox, I think I can get JBJ for somewhat cheap. Uh, maybe just maybe well, if it's just a one year deal, I don't know. But is honestly, Pedroia finally off the books. Say again, Pedroia? Pedroia finally off the books. He's still on the 40 man. It's it's a ridiculous situation in Boston, and that's that's something we can completely have a whole nother episode about. That That's a whole. Uh, uh, Rusny Castillo, I think, is off the books now. I think. Oh yeah, making like thirty mil in the minors. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. remember years ago, that seventy million dollar deal or something uh, for just, like the t- like the good month he had. Yeah. Hey, they don't call him the pride of Pawtucket for nothing. Minor league legend. Good God. But, 
but yeah, back, back on the Blue Jays, uh, this is definitely a good uh, good signing for them. Marcus Simeon's still a quality player, makes the lineup even better than it already is. This has to be a top five lineup, top 10 at worst. Uh, and yeah, uh, so we I asked this when uh, we did the Springer and Yates video, or you asked this to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that Simeon's a member of the Blue Jays, are they finally better than the Yankees and the Rays? Do you think they can win this division? That's funny. I was getting ready to ask you in case you didn't remember that. Um, hmm. I think they're still second. I, I think I, I said second last time. I, for some reason, I'm not high on the Rays. I, I really am not. Uh, after losing Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, and and then they lost Jose Alvarado to the Phillies too, uh, yeah. they've lost a lot of pitching uh, and a lot of it. And Andrew Laup's a free agent. Uh, Oliver Drake's a free agent. You know, there's they've lost a lot of arms. They're They're going to be – trying to rely on Tyler Glasnow, uh, Brendan McKay, who's coming back from injury, um, and then Ryan Yarbrough and whatever they put together between their pitching. Granted, typically their pitching prospects, and they have a lot of them, do pretty well. But it, I just – I don't believe in them. I, I really don't. I think they're going to have a little bit of a – I mean, they didn't, they didn't win it, but I think they're going to have a little bit of a World Series hangover. Um and that's typically what the Rays do. I mean, you you see a lot of turnover in Tampa Bay. It's unfortunate. It's a great organization. That's just terrible ownership. Um, but whenever it comes down to that, I would put the Blue Jays in first, but they still don't have much pitching. Um, they still have Hunchin Ryu, and that's it. Um, (laughs) you know, whenever it comes down to it, uh, I just don't trust the rest of these arms to, to be consistent throughout the season. I like Hunchin Ryu. I I think Hunchin Ryu is another player that, uh, you know, gets, doesn't get enough recognition. He's been phenomenal. Um, and he'd been doing even, hasn't lost a beat since moving to Toronto either. Um, I think, I don't know how much money they have left on the books. 18 million is a lot to throw at Simeon. Um, they need to go get starting pitching and honestly their lineup, you know, was kind of playoff worthy with decent pitching if they would have just addressed that. But now they're, they lost Ken Giles, so they don't even have a bullpen. Um, and, and now you, other than Hunchin Ryu, I mean, what do you have starting in the rotation? Uh, the Yankees have made moves to fix their rotation. They, you know, they've lost Jay Happ, they've lost Masiro Danaka, they lost James Paxton, but they come back, they trade for Jamison Tyon, they signed Corey Kluber. It's, you know, that they're, they're making moves, you know, they're, they're actually doing things right. Um, moving on from Adam Adovino was kind of shocking to me. Uh, I thought Adam Adovino was a good piece of that bullpen. Um, but I understand he has, he has struggled a little bit, you know, not, not giving you the numbers exactly that you'd want, but yeah, I mean, I still think the Yankees are the team to beat in that division. Uh, their lineup is still great from top to bottom, uh, even losing Gardner that brings Clint Frazier up. And so, uh, you know, the question uh, it seems like they're going to ride out with Gary Sanchez, a catcher, um, probably for another season. And that sucks for you, but it's okay. You know, you're, you're still a good team at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, whenever it comes down to it, Frazier, Hicks, Judge, uh, phenomenal with Stanton DHing, Luke Voigt, you know, Glaber Torres. It's a star-studded lineup. Uh, and I, I have a feeling that they're not even done yet. I, I feel like they still have a name or two that they're, they're going to come in and snake late. Um, there's still a lot of impactful players left out there. Um, you still have a veteran catcher like Yadier Molina, you know, that who could come in and, you know, had brings winning culture. I mean, you see it every year with St. Louis. They're always out there, no matter how terrible their team looks on paper. 
Um, you could look at the bullpen side of things. Roberto Ozuna is still out there, um, who could be an amazing bullpen arm. Uh, there's still a lot of players out there. Uh, the stove is hot, but it is not. Uh, it, is, it is definitely not off yet. Uh, Marcelo Ozuna still needs to be signed. Still a lot of big names. Colton Wong. I'm, I'm just. They, they just keep Trevor coming. Like Trep. Good God, how did I forget Trevor Bauer? The you know, the, the, the free agent is still out there. You know, um, so you know, obviously. As of right now, if the season were to start tomorrow, I'm saying that Toronto Blue Jays finished second. Um, both teams can still make moves. We're seeing that the Yankees are still making moves. We're seeing that the Blue Jays still aren't out of it, obviously. So look for those nickel and dime players. And whenever, especially when you get closer to season, um, we're getting dangerously close to pitchers and catchers reporting. So those guys are going to start a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are going to start flying off markets um, because you don't want to go into pitcher catcher report and not have a team. Um, It's going to be kind of awkward. You're going to get a late start. It's not going to go great. Uh, I can imagine, I can imagine spring training is already going to be a late start or, or shortened or whatever the case. Um, so you definitely want to be there for for reports for pitcher catcher. Um, so players might hold off a little bit more. I think you're going to start seeing the arms come off the off the market a little bit quicker, and the catchers. But yeah, uh, right now I have the Blue Jays in second. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, the Yankees have kept up with the Blue Jays because uh, they needed pitching. They got Kluber. They got Tyon. Uh, they made the moves necessary to stay good. And the Blue Jays had to have a better offseason than the Yankees, which they have because the Blue Jays were not on the Yankees level of last season. The Yankees have did what they had to do. Bringing DJ back, of course, helps the offense. Uh, and so I think it'll be close. Um, I do think the Blue Jays have officially overtaken the Rays. I know uh, in our in our episode, the Springer Yates one, uh, I think I might have said be close between them. But I do think the Rays will figure pitching out. Uh, they definitely still have the minor league arms, as you've mentioned, and they seem to be able to turn nothing into something every year. That's their specialty. So uh, but right now, I do have the Rays in third. The Blue Jays, I think this this signing of Simeon just makes them even better. Um, at least wild card. You know, they will see playoffs this year, I think, no matter what. But I just saw the Yankees ahead of them. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the, the offseason is just getting started. The hot stove is just heating up. Uh, so make sure to stick with us for all the offseason news. We've been trying our very best to get that out to you. Uh, we've had a few videos do very well recently. So thank you guys for watching and and doing all you can. We do really, really appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, for GMs for Hire, that's Will Polson. I've been Matthew Perry, and we'll see you next time.